0: Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts Lucy Davis
1: and Benjamin Halden. I don't want to introduce myself as anymore. That's the last week's episode. I'm
0: happy. I'm happy with Benjamin Halden. You know, I think it sounds pretty solid.
1: let just crack one of those open there.
0: Oh, that is just absolutely disgusting. I apologise everyone. I hate that. I will literally make sure I ban them from the next podcast because Man, I know you guys por- hate it as well. They're a
1: part of the podcast people love.
0: I feel like monsters stink as well. Like, that stinks. No, it doesn't. It does <laughs> Yeah, it, it does.
1: stinks. It smells nice. Oh,
0: it, know, does anyone else agree with you know me that it- monsters smell funky donkey? The, to-
1: the tone of the voice that you just used to describe my energy <laughs> drink was like describing a <laughs> weft on the fart. <laughs> It, is a, it doesn't smell like wet fart. it smells like absolute beauty.
0: Anyway, let's just dive digress. in. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to kick this week off by talking about, um, because there's a few things that have gone on this week. Obviously, the first one being that you've, it's a nice little comparison to make this because you were doing a podcast at Gymshark yesterday, weren't you, down in Birmingham? Yeah,
0: I was.
1: How, how does this set up, compare?
0: I was actually so blown away because myself and CJ were in the podcast room and I was like, looking at the walls, looking at all the materials, touching the headphones, the mics. I was like, oh my God, this is literally my dream. Their podcast studio is freaking incredible. And it's so weird when you shut the door, you feel like you're kind of, all the air's been sucked out the room because it's a complete soundproof room. And I was like, oh my God, CJ. Oh, like. for us. I'm like... <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you feel so enclosed in this room. I was like, "I'm just gonna take a few pictures, just so we can take away, and when we get our house, we can introduce this into our office."
1: Well, do you remember I was looking at that um, built-in podcast room that you can get put in? It's it's only like a, a two or three person either. room. It's small, yeah, but it looks like a thing of absolute beauty.
0: Yeah, it to was, be fair, but we it love was fourteen grand. Maybe. It's- so I, I
1: mean, I think we can suffice with some egg boxes on the wall.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just what you do, like, oh no, you don't foil the room, do you? That's from... It's, it's
1: the old school things, egg boxes. Egg
0: boxes. Okay, let's egg box the whole office. That'll look absolutely freaking... We'll paint it black or something. But
1: apart from being a fucking fire hazard as well.
0: And yeah, and it'll smell of cardboard. Mm, yeah. Anyway.
1: But we digress again. I know yesterday, I just wanted to touch on as well because I know there's a lot of it going around at the moment. I feel quite anxious. Well, I did yesterday. I had quite an anxious day. And I know that you've been feeling it quite a bit recently, haven't you? So the first thing we got up yesterday, Lucy dosed me up with a big load of CBD.
0: Yeah, I think, well, this is a weird thing because I've definitely tried loads of CBDs before and they've never really done anything. And I think it's very specific on what you actually get because the one that I'm currently taking Is actually really strong. I think it's something like 6.6%. I mean, I don't know that much about CBDs. However, I do know that it has helped me. And the weird thing is, with CBD, and for ages I thought it was a bit of a placebo. I was like, surely that's not really going to work. That's not really going to take away my anxiety. However, when you do take it a bit more consistently and what I mean by that is I've not only just taken it on the days where I'm feeling anxious I sometimes just take it in the morning I sometimes just take it midday and you have it in little droplets so you actually put droplets under your tongue and I think you I think you're supposed to hold them there for like I'm not sure like a few minutes or something but I have found it really does decrease my heart rate and for me it's like a really really big thing and as Ben said a lot of people are Struggling with anxiety during this lockdown? If you are in the UK and you are in lockdown, and it's one of those things that I actually have recommended to people, even just to try. And you, I mean, you had it yesterday. Did you have any feelings? I've
1: I've tried it before.
0: We used to have quite a bad shit one, didn't we? Really? Yeah, I
1: think they've come on a lot since I tried like a year or two ago, Mm -hmm. and I know they've become a big thing. And we're testing a couple of different ones now, aren't we? Mm -hmm. I know you've got a liquid one we've tried. You've got an inhaler, got an inhaler version. One. There's there's gummies as well. I mean, really? that's, that's I hope that's, they
0: do not taste like. That's preferable CBD's to me. has got a bit of a weird taste, hasn't it as well? they've surely flavoured them though, haven't they? Yeah. Well, mine doesn't even taste that bad. But it was definitely one I had. I was like, oh, this is naughty.
1: Yeah. So I think it's it's obviously very popular at the moment with the increased stress and anxiety levels, and everything that's that's still currently going on. And I think people are just worried at the moment that there's no clear or any clarity into what's going on in the future as this so.
0: Yeah, definitely. We just kind of wanted to touch on that, didn't we? Well, I think we'll
1: probably touch on it more in the future when we've done a little bit more digging ourselves and ones that we found maybe a little bit more results-driven. Yeah, I think, them.
0: yeah, that's it. Like, you've got to actually test a product product for quite a while to actually see its benefits. Mm-hmm. It's like with certain vitamins and supplements, and for me, like skincare, you have to <clears> test <throat> it for X amount of weeks to actually see how you react to it. You can't just do something once and instantly like feel better or anything like that. Um, but shall we dive into today's episode?
1: We shall. So today's episode is going to be on how to stay motivated. And the reason that we have chosen this topic as well is because from the 22nd, and you may have already seen us speak about this on social media, and you may have already even joined a waiting list to take part in this. We are running a five day free event, all to do with motivation and how to stay motivated or how to get motivated, which we're gonna kind of lightly touch upon today, but the event is gonna be much more in depth. It's gonna be a free deliverable event through the Facebook group. Again, I will put the link to join in the podcast description if you wanna check it out. You will also be able to see what the schedule is for the five days and then obviously request to join the event and hopefully just learn some cool shit.
0: Yeah, this is obviously a virtual event. And we've done a few before. So we've done the healthy habits, we've done the glute group, we've done the health is wealth webinar. And they're just a really, really nice space in terms of everyone is there to learn something. People just might need a distraction from lockdown, they might just want to know something a bit different about motivation, because I definitely think my thought process on motivation has significantly changed over the years. And I no longer use it as a tool to do something because if you're relying on motivation, it's actually a really poor tool to reach a goal or get something done or take action. So I say like four years ago, I was that kid. I was like, you got to motivated 24 seven, go, 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 hustle. Like you can't do anything without motivation. You can't lack motivation. And I feel like my mindset has really really changed on that especially when you actually read into motivation yeah. and you research it more it makes a lot more sense what we're going to talk about in today's podcast well one
1: of those important questions today is discussing what actually is motivation because it means a different thing to a, a lot of people and for me I believe it's bullshit in essence mm-hmm. in so many words anyway because I think there's there's different elements to the the word and the definition of motivation that we're gonna explore more more today. But basically what we wanna try and do is change our behavior and what is it that helps us change that behaviour?
0: Yeah, and I think I think like motivation and the motivational quotes we see on social media have been drilled towards drilled into us from a really young age. So it's more so become a habit that you think in your head if you lack motivation, you're going to be unsuccessful. I feel like those two really correlate to each other. And I do agree that it is a great tool. It's kind of like cardio. Cardio is a great tool if you're on a fat loss journey. It's, it's great to have, it's great to do cardio if your cardiovascular health, but it's also a great tool for fat loss. And like motivation, it's a fantastic tool to have in your toolbox. However, I should not, it, it, I, it shouldn't be the only source for you to want to do something because when it's not there, are you just not going to do something because you believe you lack motivation? Are you just going to completely give up because you don't have that feeling in your heart of having motivation?
1: Yeah, well, if. It's like saying though, if unless I'm motivated, I'm not going to do stuff. Like we do stuff all the time when we're not motivated to do it. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, you won't get anything done. Yeah, because
1: there's, <laughs> a, there's a difference between being motivated and being committed. Like we spoke about previously in a, a very one of the original podcasts. Yeah. And I think the the question it should be is like, what is being committed?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So that's that's something that we need to address and then figure out an action plan with that. And the thing is, motivation at the end of the day is just a feeling. So when we see motivation as just a feeling, we then need to ask ourselves, well, how, how can I change the way that I feel? Because I think it makes being motivated a lot easier when you it's, you just recognize it as a feeling and changing the way that you feel can change like that. Like for example, how, how, how easy is it to get pissed off really quickly when someone does something that's just a feeling? So you can find something like a list or a action or a preparation or a routine or some kind of habit that can initiate a feeling then that is something that's very powerful that you want to try and hold on to so I think that's the first thing is to recognize that motivation is just a feeling and it's something that we can we can change at the drop of a hat
0: yeah definitely and I think a lot of the time just going on from that I think people are made to feel bad if they don't feel motivated and I think this is definitely through the use of social media and people saying, you should be motivated 24 seven, or you won't achieve your goals. And I always feel like that's emphasized by like life coaches and Mm. gurus who have created million pound empires for themselves by helping people feel motivated. Now, the problem here is that motivation isn't a simple concept. As you can probably already tell by what we've been through, it isn't just that simple. And you can kindle a flame in somebody's heart for once and make them feel excited to do things, but you can't rekindle the same flame on day two, day three, day four, day 10, etc. If a person has the strength to carry on on that level, because if they're just basing things off motivation and absolutely nothing to do with being disciplined or committed, as soon as that starts to fizzle, I mean, it could fizzle after day three, what are you gonna do? You've already given your money to this, this life coach and this guru who's supposed to keep you motivated all for the whole rest of your life. What do you do when that motivation actually just isn't there?
1: Yeah, that's a hole on that. And as as human beings, whether we like to admit it or not, we are all motivated to do something because we're gonna we're going to get something out the other side of it. Doesn't matter what it is. People can bullshit as much as they want and say I'm just doing it out the goodness of my heart. It may well be, but then the motive to do that might be that, okay, I've done something, it might be a, a charitable thing because it then makes me feel better. Yeah. So we're always doing something to get something from the other side of it. And um, that, that again, moves into, I think you might be going to touch on it, goal setting.
0: Yeah, well, I was just going to talk about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation just briefly just to explain the Sorry, difference. Sorry, yeah, that, that is
1: basically intrinsic, isn't it? Because you, you're getting a feeling from it.
0: Yeah, obviously, you're in, so there's two different types of motivation that are mainly described I know there's like reward performance motivation all that but there's extrinsic and intrinsic and extrinsic motivations are those that arise from outside of the individual often such as rewards money social recognition and praise so it's from something externally and intrinsic comes from within so it's the feeling and the drive that you have within yourself It even could be the intrinsic motivation that you want to go and do a certain weight when lifting and you want to make your bed because you feel better yourself doing it after and it was actually really interesting because I was looking at it this morning there's a lot of research into social psychology and it's found that extrinsic rewards can sometimes undermine your intrinsic motivation when people are engaging in an interesting task And this is called the undermining effect or Mm. the over justification effect. And it suggests that extrinsic rewards are not always beneficial for learning because you're so focused on winning something external. So you're too focused on winning money, um, social recognition, praise, or something like that, that your actual intrinsic reward, um, intrinsic motivation doesn't last very long. Because the power of the X-strings, it becomes so strong. So sometimes you can lose yourself along the way if you're only focusing on something external. It, so say, for example, you were just focusing on getting praise from somebody else. You might you lose well, that's the your thing, drive. Do you within. remember
1: the study by Pavlov? Pavlov's, Pavlov's dogs. dogs? So that was based on stimulus response. Um, I think it was behavioral conditioning. And... That was obviously looking at the dog, what they did with the dogs was they were trying to get, um, basically what he was doing was he had two dogs, Pablo had two dogs. He would put their food on, start cooking the food. They would, I think, smell the food, and then they'd blow a whistle for when the food was ready. And then they they, did start salivating for, for when the food was ready. And then what he did was he kept doing that, kept doing that, so the dogs were conditioned to smell. And then hear the whistle, and then they'd salivate because it was the response because to that the food was ready. About to be brought out. And then he started doing it without the food. So he just started blowing the whistle. It's
0: a bit
1: mean. And the dogs would salivate anyway that's though.
0: That's so mean, isn't it? But
1: that's what I mean. That was the response. So there was a stimulus and response and the dog started becoming um, sensitive to that stimulus. And then the response mm. came as, as a response to that. So with that, you could condition someone with the extrinsic reward to be motivated, but then at some point, obviously remove the reward so that wasn't the only thing they're relying on. You, you still have that stimulus response effect. Yeah, like a kind of yeah, works. yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. If you didn't know, Ben actually did psychology at uni. This is why he's so clued up on loads of studies and things like that. Well, know you did criminal psychology.
1: I did. I did uh, both yeah, criminology and psychology. Police psychology. But yeah, it was. I did a lot. I did quite a bit of psychology, and then obviously did it at A level as well. I just don't talk about it too much. I don't know why. I don't
0: know. You've got a lot of background <clears throat> knowledge in it, though. I feel like you don't even realize when you talk about things like that. You just know things off the top of your head. I actually
1: really enjoyed it. It just—it was one of those subjects, though. That was—it was literally like you had to have photographic memory because there's just so many studies of stuff. I,
0: I I got a D at A level, and I really tried.
1: It's hard. It's hard. And hard, I
0: I, hard, I ended up hard dropping hard, it and not taking. No, I did A S, and I ended up dropping it and not taking t- taking it to A level because I couldn't re- I couldn't memorize all of these figures and stats in these studies even though I found it like a really really mm-hmm. interesting topic uh,
1: well we dig- we digress again but...
0: oh sorry <laughs> I know no but I think <laughs> you
1: do I don't we yeah
0: we always chatty but yeah so as Ben was saying before you can't really have one without the other and I don't think you should just rely on wanting praise or wanting money or wanting social <laughs> recognition because if that's not there for you Do you then just give up on something because you don't feel like you have that Mm -hmm. motivation and drive with inside you? And I'm going to give you an example a little bit later on just to do with diets, but I think we're going to dive into some goal setting.
1: Yeah, so this is why having goals gives you motivation because it gives you more clarity. I feel like when you are confused about what you're working towards or what the process is, it often makes you very demotivated. And Just to give a quick... I suppose analogy or a reference of this last lockdown I hated training because
0: <laughs> if you didn't know already <laughs> if you, in case
1: you didn't know yeah I hate training. Th- this time around I've had to be a lot more motivated to train because I've had something to stick to I've had clear goals what I want to do and also have obviously had the the external of um having the accountability to another coach as well so they're kind of some things of when you have some goals set and you set them out and you have accountability with them it often gives you a lot more motivation. So the first thing is that we need to be clear and have clarity on what our goals are and we need to know how we are going to get there because if that's confused that will stop us from training or doing whatever we want to do in that day because everything's muddied. So that's why it's important for us to kind of write shit down, know what we want to achieve and then through that results should start coming like I've made a lot more progress through this lockdown than I have with with previous ones Mm -hmm. because I've had that in place and then as a byproduct of having the results it builds momentum and often momentum is very very important for people to have motivation people will be driven and motivated via seeing results that's why it's important for us as coaches what we often do with one-to-one clients is show comparison pictures. and when we do reviews or check-ins on a week-to-week basis it's important to highlight the good things and the positives and the results that they've achieved because then it often helps people be motivated to continue that behavior in the future
0: yeah I think it's actually so important what you said there in terms of you having a coach because Ben's not only he is more motivated in this lockdown 100% I can see that from an outsider perspective but he's so committed to this program as in if he wasn't feeling great and wasn't really looking forward to a session he has a coach there who has written a workout for him to do that day. So he will do it because he's his commitment is so strong to that goal. And not just the goal of completing the workout, which is a short term goal for staying accountable. It's for the longer term goal of wanting to build muscle and wanting to do something about where he currently is in his fitness journey. And I've massively, massively notiv- hmm. noticed how, how motivated you are, but that's not yeah. just because you're you're suddenly this motivational guru, it's because you're so committed to this programme set from your new coach.
1: Yeah, do you know what the, the on the other side of that of that is though? I'd feel stupid if I missed stuff off and didn't do things because I'm being held held accountable to it. Yeah. Exactly. Like I wanna I wanna set like a good example of what I'm doing. Exactly, yeah. So I'm disciplined to do it. And I think you've got to ask yourself like what are you willing to do to feel motivated as well? Mm. Like it's it's a big, big part of it. And I often ask myself because there's workouts still i'm like i oh, fucking can't be arse going out in that gazebo in the freezing cold and doing the workout but then the, the thing that really motivates me is like how do i want to feel after after it mm. and that's why i said to people you never go in you'll never go in and do a workout finish it and go i fucking wish i hadn't done that never i wish i hadn't done that rep yeah. i wish i hadn't worked that hard you'll fucking never ever say that to yourself unless you're like ill or Something like that. Do you know what I mean? You always yeah, feel where
0: you like technically shouldn't have mm-hmm. trained. Because
1: You'll always boring. feel better from doing it, and that's the important thing of realizing how you're going to feel. Like feelings are so important, and we already touched upon this at the start. Of motivation is just a feeling. And it's important to know how you're going to feel afterwards as well.
0: And this is the thing you have, you have good feelings and you have not so good feelings. So I have anxiety. That is not a good feeling. However, I recognize in my head that the process and the feelings of anxiety is just an emotion, and it's something that will come and go. Mm-hmm. And I, but I actually have to work on it when it arises. And I wake up and I feel the heart palpitations. I say to Ben, "Oh, it's happening. I'm anxious. I can feel it." He's like, "Well, what do you, what do you now need to do to to level up mm-hmm. that to that feeling of of anxiety?" And it's the same when you might be lacking motivation. What you you gotta do, you gotta think about your goals. Mm -hmm. You think about what you are committed to. You don't think about, okay, so how can I just suddenly increase, increase my motivation? You think about the other things for your goals and your discipline and what you're committed to. And then a result will be that you do feel more energized and more happy and you do have that feeling of intrinsic motivation.
1: Just a quick question. This is going to throw you off a little bit.
0: Oh, no, don't do that. That's too much pressure. Can you,
1: can you ever think of a time, whether it's like through childhood or through sport or through work, whatever it is, where you've kind of like been a little bit demotivated and then something has made you motivated to the point where like you felt unstoppable?
0: Um, I think there's probably been a fair few times in my swimming career. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of sessions where... It might not have been going so well, or I felt really. I had like, a, say for example, like a really bad day at college,
1: mm-hmm. or
0: something like that. And I generally don't want to get in the pool like at all. Don't want to train, and I've probably got in and just felt freaking incredible, or done like a really fast time. Yeah. Instant switch for me. That that was always an instant switch. It's like sometimes you know, when want to go for my ten Ks, mm-hmm. and I say to you, <laughs> I do not want to do this. I don't want to go, and then I'm thinking, holy hell, I'm actually running really fast. Yeah. Instant switch. I feel I feel like that for me. What about you?
1: Yeah, well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I just wanted to quickly touch on, well, not quickly touch on, I wanted to go into this topic of what makes us feel demotivated. And the time that really jumps out to me was back when I was playing fu- footy.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say when you worked in the police.
1: Oh, I was demotivated then because I just hated it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. And that comes into this as well. It's what yeah, makes no, you demotivated when you dislike something. Um. Yeah, it was when I was playing football when I was younger, and my dad used to come and watch every single game, like home, away, rain, snow, whatever. Whatever. And he used to, I used to play right mid, so he used to come and stand on the touchline, and he used to switch over to the other touchline, the the away team's touchline, when I was playing on the other wing, and he wouldn't give me like positive feedback very often. Mm. It was always like negative shit or stuff that I'd done wrong. Obviously. P- People and parents, and for, for my dad as well, wasn't clued up on what motivated people. So I didn't hold it against him. But he'd obviously tell me if things done wrong, what I should have done, which is good having that feedback. But I remember there's one... I can remember the the pitch and everything, the time that we were there and where, when I was playing. And I remember he, he basically gave me some positive feedback or basically said, like, i oh, well done in the game. And I remember him telling me afterwards that I was like at that time, the best player in the league. And I, I bet you felt unstoppable. And I did, honestly. For the games yeah. after that, I'd played probably the best I'd ever played. And I just felt like no no one, no what what they did, or could come near me or couldn't touch me when I was playing. Positive and, reinforcement. Yeah, and that was the time when, a couple of weeks after that, I started to have that like scout from come watching for like a six-week period, and that's when I broke my leg. I was the best I was ever playing. And it's funny that... That small piece of positive feedback gave me more motivation, more confidence than anything I'd ever had before, just from that one piece of positive feedback. Do
0: you know that's so true, what you said there, recognizing what demotivates you is actually so important. Of course it is, yeah. I think one for me, because listening to your story, I understand the question a bit more. What really, really demotivates me is pressure. And I've always had that, whether it was pressure to hit a time when I was swimming, pressure to do nine sessions a week, pressure to lift this. And I carry that through now. I can't really go on a 10K without putting pressure on myself to do a fast time or... Do you know what I mean? I put a lot of there's pressure on myself and that gets overwhelming, which triggers my anxiety, which demotivates the hell out of me. I don't feel good.
1: Yeah, well, that that comes into a kind of almost like a separate topic on its own because there's, there's a lot of studies between stress and performance and how good stress is for performance, but then once you get past a certain accumulation of stress, how it then negatively in, impacts performance. I actually did a test on this when I was in psychology. I don't want to go into psychology again, by the <laughs> way, but we did a test of, a teacher did it to so us, split us into two rooms, me and my mate, and one of the rooms i was doing push-ups on my own and then the other one i was doing i came back into the room a couple of minutes later to do push-ups like the max i could do in a minute and i walked in all the lads because i was in an old boys school up on the tables all around me like shouting like give me like impu- um positive like, reinforcement oh, like go on like and i did like an extra 14 reps within 30, 60 seconds which is obviously a lot yeah so i was like a test to, like show how a stressor or how an audience can often help with performance. I know again with digression, but
0: it's definitely yeah, there's definitely two sides of it though, but I always felt I'm quite good with creating my own motivation and with without pressure. I was never good with pressure and I'm not the best with it now. However, different circumstances, not necessarily in sports when we've done speaking events I do feel like there's quite a lot of pressure however I use that as fuel see, that's so that's the ones different... that I don't
1: deal well with yeah
0: see we're the opposites like pressure in sport for me made me anxious
1: I think it's what makes me anxious is an, is an audience sometimes yeah eh?
0: yeah looking staring at you thinking oh my god what are they gonna say
1: that's because I have a slight bit of imposter syndrome though as well yeah
0: so. definitely no, it is. It's so interesting. Do you know what's so funny? Me and Ben are sat here like staring at each other, like listening mm. so intently to each other's um, conversations.
1: So on that topic of demotivation though, and, and often we don't know what makes us, like we just didn't know then, so we talked about it. Often it's a, it's an unconscious thing because we don't think about it. So until we actually open up and talk about it like this, we don't really realise what makes us demotivated and what often makes us unmotivated is warnings or negative shit. Like for example, when, I know there's a campaign about the obesity campaign of like saying you're gonna die and all this stuff. Warnings and negative stuff doesn't make us motivated to do something. The same with fat shaming. Fat shaming does the opposite effect of motivate people. And we know this. Same with like when we see cigarette boxes of smoking kills, but negative or warnings does not make people motivated to change their behavior. And that's something that we really, really, really need to pick up on because it's important with exercise and fitness. If I don't do this, if I don't do this workout, this will happen to me. That doesn't work to motivate people. We we know that from studies and science, that negative feedback often doesn't motivate people. Same with threats or fear. It doesn't stop people from, it doesn't help change people's behavior. And we don't want to work to not be doing something if that makes sense. We need to be working towards something because we want to get something for the end of it, not because we don't want something that doesn't motivate people. It's kind of the same when we look at, and I say this to a lot of clients when they're getting up in the morning, um, like it's it's got to be a choice. So for example, did you get up this morning out of choice? Or did you get up properly pissed off because your alarm clock went off and you had to get up? Like yeah. You need to have something to do, something to do it for, something to get up for, something to excite you about
0: yeah i have a great example that actually ties into go what ahead. you just talked about with demotivation now i'm going to use the example of a diet you might feel so motivated at the start you're ready to go day one feeling great however you have personally chose to cut out what you deem as bad foods such as sweets and burgers and pizza and whatever you you deem as bad foods however these are not bad in moderation just as every other food. But by day five, you feel really deflated. You don't want chicken and rice, which you've set yourself, you know, you've set yourself lean meat, veg, salad. So you think in your head you're lacking motivation for your new diet and you give up. However, it's not that you're lacking motivation to follow a diet. You don't need to be motivated. You just need to be educated on what a good diet is. And that cutting out what you deem to be a bad food will actually be more detrimental. Mm -hmm. And this is where your expectations need to be changed and managed. Allowing you to be more consistent with your diet by including the foods that you actually enjoy. And me and Ben are really big on this. And before you know it, you feel motivated. Now, your motivation hasn't been given to you. The things that usually demotivate you, so cutting all food that you've bad at your diet has been removed. For example, you've removed what currently demotivates you. It wasn't that you, you didn't lack motivation or you couldn't do it because you had no motivation to continue with your diet. You just had to change your expectations and actually educate yourself about your diet and that you'd gone about it in the wrong way. So the demotivating factor for you was cutting out bad food. You change that, you fix things up. You feel great. You're lo- you're losing pounds. You're losing 1.5 pounds per week. You're feeling fantastic, all because you've like lo- you've changed your expectations of what you think of that diet. And I think that's really a great example in terms of fitness and health. People go in on day one with the motivation of like a freaking Greek god. I don't know why I use a Greek god example, but feeling really, really oh, yeah. motivated because they know they're starting something new, they're doing what they think's right. And then by day five, because they think I have no motivation, they give up. So people give up straight away when they don't have that surge of motivation. And this is why me and Ben always go back to the point of, if you're committed to doing something, if you have the correct expectations and you have your goal set, You'll you'll continue. Yeah, well, to be committed,
1: you'll often find that, and I've found it with with clients, and I've I've heard it stated before that motivation is, is especially for example, if we're looking like, um, like a twelve week program. Let's just say, mm-hmm. a lot of people's motivation will look like an hourglass. So they start at the very very beginning, very very motivated, ready to fucking kick ass and. Mm balls to the wall and all that kind of shit and then we'll come into like the middle section so where the hourglass starts to come in and motivation dips and this is where it's a, a lot of the time it's the lowest point because the kind of mid program they pass the start point they've got over that kind of motivation bump of of where it's mega high It started to tail off and then from the midpoint they'll often then start to see the end the light at the end of the tunnel towards the end of the program of shit I need to do something now yeah. so motivation starts to pick up and it flares out again so it often looks sort of like a, an hourglass and I think if we can address this quickly and it's often at the the point of a mid-programme where a lot of people start to struggle and it's often where people need to kind of change the way they feel and realize that the way they're feeling so that they can alter that feeling and kick on.
0: Yeah and that definitely comes into the inconsistency of motivation and I'm pretty sure me and Ben get asked every single day how do you stay so motivated every single day and we will happily say definitely fucking not motivated every single day because we're not and if you see someone who says they're motivated 24 7 I'd question that and say yeah you're definitely not it, there's a complete there's a completely different situation in terms of discipline and this is the last time I'm going to touch on this just so you do truly understand it now one of the most common causes of inconsistency of motivation is the lack of discipline and commitment because without that No, you won't. (laughs) You won't stay motivated and you won't stay on track. And realistically, to keep any fire burning, you need to fuel it. And motivation isn't some magical emotion that transforms everything around you and makes you super determined to achieve your goals. And there was actually a great analogy that I was looking at this morning that describes motivation to be like a rocket that launches a vessel into space. It can provide the initial thrust, but it can never carry you forward for long. So instead of thinking about, it's good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I can picture it in my head. It's like the thrust and then it just dies off. So instead of thinking about why why you aren't motivated anymore, focus on bringing a little bit more discipline and commitment into your life. Give yourself routines you can follow. Focus on things that you really, really genuinely like and enjoy. And then remove the things that distract you and demotivate you. And you'll eventually realize that moving ahead is and can be uncomfortable sometimes and that's okay because you have the discipline and commitment that will help you get through it because they're very very powerful when you establish things that you can focus on but also more importantly that you do actually enjoy because as Ben spoke about before there's nothing worse than focusing on those things that actually demotivate you
1: yeah 100% I like that analogy it's good
0: thank you you should write it down it's great isn't it yeah. she's gonna printed off and it put it in the office I'm not gonna claim I can't remember the guy who actually said it it was I think it's Juan Juan Cha I think from an yeah. article I read
1: I, on that note like with things that like help us launch that motivation just to reference it to something non-fitness related because I think it's another one that we get a lot of questions about is when it comes to creating a Instagram page or a fitness page or whatever yeah. it may be people are motivated by the wrong thing and that's often a downfall. Is that if you're motivated just to have going back to fitness, have abs, it's going to be short lived. If yeah. it's if it's you're motivated to create a page because you want likes and comments, it's going to be short lived. Because when you first start it, you, that's not going to happen. It's going to be the polar opposite. You're going to get fuck all, and you've got to be willing to ride that wave out. And you've got to be willing to do it for a different reason, a motive that is a lot more powerful. I.e., that you genuinely want to put out content to help people, which is what we've done from the start. And like I've had massive stagnation periods, and especially like at the moment with my Instagram page, it just doesn't move. And not all, awesome but that like I want to satisfy the audience that I've got, help them, help motivate others, and help educate others. And that's got to be the bigger motive, not likes, comments, or followers.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I can completely agree with that. And you get a lot of people saying, "How do I grow my following?" If you just focus on that, it's honestly a watch pot never boils. Yeah. That's like the best analogy. for oh, look at me with my analogies today, but seriously, as Ben said, if you are so focused on that, I'm, I guarantee you are not going to get very far with it. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the one of the biggest things I want to move on to a slightly different topic now that a lot of evidence of supported is one of the biggest motivators, and it's one of the biggest parts of our coaching platform, the My Coach School, is a community and social support. This is one of the biggest motivators in achieving any goal is a community and obviously the reason why i reference the micro school is because one of our biggest parts of that is the community that we we have in the facebook group there's thousands of members in there now and it's unbelievable some of the comments that i see in there you know on day-to-day basis the amount of support i think i screenshotted one the other day it was some woman who just put her first post in she's feeling a bit unconfident um, a bit out there, wasn't sure, was kind of self-judging herself. And some of the comments backing her up from the people in the group was just like, it made my hair stand up on my ha- on my arm. Yeah. And how good she must have felt from opening up and then getting that positive feedback and positive reinforcement and the impact that will have on her journey moving forward now is just monumental.
0: I feel like the group as well, though, even for us as the coaches, it's actually motivated us. Yeah. And I've said this a lot of times when I've been doing my Instagram lives or things like that. It's those people in that group who are freaking incredible. They're so amazing, and it's enjoyable to actually read through what they're saying and look at their progress images. And we're very, well, we're people, people. Mm-hmm. What's we humans? Love social interaction, and we love being around different people and sharing experiences. And that's what our group truly does. And I will always, always vouch for that.
1: Well, people are always happier doing things when, when it's with other people. Like you just said, we are social beings. And I think the one thing that we need to get away from that I think, again, Instagram kind of pushes the shit quotes out. It's the independence culture because we need people.
0: Yeah, that you don't need help. Yeah, you, you can do, do this all it's, on your It's own. not yes, bad things do. to ask
1: for help or ha- or need people. Like it's a part of just human psychology that we enjoy being social. And there's there's the other part of this then and it's slightly different, but it's also a part of our group and it's having friendly competition. This is just another aspect of a community that helps people stay motivated. It's friendly competition. Whether you like to admit it or not, you still have competition with people. Me, like when me and you train. We
0: st- <laughs> I was just gonna say, I, I literally, when we're training together.
1: It's, oh. it, it, it's but we, we don't, we're getting, it's, we're not being nasty with each other. It's you subconsciously know that you're having some friendly competition and that's what helped you push forward and get better.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause I remember when we always used to do a lot wads. of wads and together. And because like wads aren't based on strength, obviously, obviously Ben is a lot stronger than me. He can lift very heavy weights but when we're doing wads it's based on endurance mm. so for me it was great competition i'm a very competitive person i compete with myself every time i do a 10k i try and go faster than, that, than i have done and i think that's really great to have i think having a competitive drive and if you can build that within yourself as well it's actually a really really great thing to have and that's what we were always told when we swam is you're competing against your previous time you're competing against the clock rather than competing against other people. And I still carry that through now, as, as, as Ben said before.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's why it's, it's great to have that friendly competition. There's actually a, I brought up on my show notes, um, a psychology experiment done in regard to um, friendly competition. And it was, I think they took on 790 90 members in a community. And I think the average age was like 25. So it's, it's probably similar to what all, all groupers as well, who all who all actually enrolled into an eleven-week exercise program, um, and everyone's participation was in various activities, um, from weightlifting, running, uh, and so on. It was it was actually part of a interactive website, so it was pretty much the, the exact to what we run now. Yeah, and they they found that it was gr- it greatly helped people to have the extra competition and the challenge, and the friendly competition and the, the social elements of it when it came to changing their behaviors and social media actually helps people dramatically increase their, the fitness participation and continue that for a longer period of time, which again is, is very fitting to what we do now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as you said, we do challenges to help people and that is competition. You're competing against every, everyone else. Sorry, they,
1: they were doing it compared to a group of people who didn't have the, the social support and the, and the interaction, the friendly competition, and they found it a dramatic difference between the amount of exercise completed from, from from group to group.
0: See, that's amazing, and I love it when studies like that do become very apparent, because we've said from the start, building a community is more powerful than the products that you sell. Yeah. When you have a strong community, they will always be there, and that community will always grow. And I think, do you know what? During a lockdown, it's even more important to have... If I think a lot of those members didn't have that community, they might be struggling more than they are. I know I would be. I feel like the My Coach School community is the most fantastic thing in the world. And that's this is why we're so bold in sharing it. And also, if you want to join the group for free, go ahead, type in Facebook, the My Coach School yeah, and, and join in you we, know we're here to help
1: as well as that they found that challenge has massively helped so that's why we again look school-
0: at we're on it aren't we, we we're are. so on it <laughs> when we look at the psychology
1: we set up the school for a reason to yeah. be this way so we run these eight week challenges as well which we are currently four weeks through four weeks through our new year one
0: yeah we're four weeks through and then um, we'll have our five day event and then we'll have another challenge with the art
1: indeed so <laughs> i think another important part to this and what they also found was that when people do stuff on their own and i've i've experienced this um, firsthand is that people often, when they are really trying to do something and they can't get through it and then they start to become demotivated, they then have something called learned helplessness.
0: Here we go, psychology lesson.
1: It is indeed. So learned helplessness is a state that occurs after a person's experienced a stressful situation repeatedly. And they then become to believe that they are unable to change um, or unable to control the situation. So they just don't even try anymore. So it's like, for example, when, you have clients or when you have someone who's like, I've been doing this diet for ages, I've been trying to lose weight loss, I've tried all these things, I've tried everything, I'm still not losing weight. That is land learned helplessness. And whether that's to do with body fat or muscle building or whatever it may be, that's why it's sometimes very, very, very important for us to then break down it to its most basic form, because that often helps re-motivate people because people become confused, when they've tried loads and loads of different things and they could become confused. They then become demotivated. Like I was talking about earlier, clarity is very important for being motivated. And breaking it down, I put a tweet up this week in regards to fat loss. And I've spoke about this one before on the podcast. And I'm not trying to simplify the, the complex topic of fat loss. But if we break it down to its elements, it's very, very basic. That's why I always use this dog quote. If you took your dog to the vet because it was overweight, the vet would tell you two things. Reduce its portion size and walk the fucking dog more. He probably wouldn't say fucking, but he'd say walk the dog more because they're the two basic factors of weight loss is, is to do with energy expenditure, how much you are expending and how much energy you are intaking, i.e. how much food you're intaking or how much you're fucking moving. So let's break it down to those two basic elements and not overcomplicate things will often help create clarity and then motivate people away from learned helplessness. And this is often something that happens within our community in our group
0: yeah definitely and this is actually an example that i can give from my one-to-one client you know the one that i was telling you about the other day who was inputting her yeah yeah, yeah. calories wrong so she got to the state where she was really really stressed and i could not for the life of me figure out why she wasn't she's incredible she trains hard she hits her steps she's always accountable to her calories and something wasn't quite right and i was like can you just screenshot me you're my fitness pal and what she'd been doing is not changing the quantity. So she'd actually been having 300 to 200 to 300 calories extra a day without realizing because she hadn't been changing the quantities of food in the grams. Changed it, boom, feels absolutely fantastic. So it's a few of those things like, again, getting help, <laughs> seeing, seeing where you might be mm-hmm. going wrong, seeing where something isn't quite right. And one thing that I just wanted to touch on was something just to do with habits. And we are gonna talk about more this, more, 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 gonna talk more of this. We're gonna talk about more about this in the five day event we do. And one of my favorite books is called Atomic Habits and that's by James Clare.
1: Fantastic book. It
0: is fantastic. I'm silent up to his emails. I follow him on Goodreads. Honestly, I think he's great. And he has a brilliant way of looking at motivation. Now he states that when a mistake happens once, it is just that, it's just a mistake. However, when it is repeated, it's no longer a mis- lo- no longer a mistake, but the start of a bad habit. And if you develop enough of those, this will start to shape your identity. Now, having strong, reliable and positive habits is, a great, is great to allow you to not rely on motivation as a tool for achieving something because your habits are so strong and powerful. And once you've done a habit enough times, it becomes intrinsic. And it's something you naturally do. And this could just be as simple as you don't even think about going for a walk and you don't even think about wanting to hit 10K steps. You just naturally do it. You don't rely on motivation to have to do it. It's just a strong habit. It's, a, it's like reading for us. Yeah. We used to, I used to not really like reading. I didn't really enjoy it. But as I started to find books that I actually really enjoy i've i've read like every single day for a year and i absolutely love it so i think creating strong and reliable positive habits is great so you're not just relying on motivation to get through something
1: that's because habits then become hardwired into the brain it's um it's very similar concept to what i was reading in that brain over binge book yeah what do you repeatedly do it whether it's a mistake or whether it's a positive habit becomes hardwired into the brain. It's it's very hard to unpick that because when your brain fires when you're doing stuff, it'll reconnect those and then that habit that you do is off, often rem reinforced. Yeah. So habit is a massive one. I think it's it's bigger, it's more powerful than having motivation. If you can have habits, you, you just don't need to rely on motivation because it becomes just subconscious, doesn't it? hmm Indeed. So my, I think that's massively important. I love James Claire, he's great, great guy. Um the other thing that I just want to I suppose Lastly, touch on but it's probably one of the most important things. And this is one of the easiest ways to change the way that you feel.
0: I know what you're gonna say and I've not even seen your show notes. Music. Yeah. Playlists.
1: I talked about this in the last podcast when it comes to it's home that, training. It's,
0: it's that simple, isn't it? Music. It is literally. honestly
1: it changes the game, doesn't it? If you think about yeah. times you put on music and how it's how it's made you feel. It it can just I for example, I went for a walk the other day. And I, I was when I went on my own I had my headphones and I was listening to Drake. Um and all of a sudden I was walking down the road. No joke. I think I started Were you to skipping? get skipping. I know I started to get like a crip walk. Yeah. <laughs> do you know like a what uh, I mean? Like a kinda like a gangster walk. Yeah. Like, I was like, Yeah, do you know what I'm i I'm fucking Drake?
0: Yeah, you're going for
1: it. Yeah, I'm going for it, yeah. Yeah. Head's going. Mm-hmm. I pull my pulled my pants down a little bit, so they a bit buggy. Yeah. Honestly
0: you know I mean? though, I can use the example even yesterday when I was at Gymshark and I was getting my makeup done by Harry and we were in silence and we were just like should we get a bit of mu- can we get a bit of music on in here like can yeah. we get and then, uh, this morning I turned the radio on I was just sat there Your it
1: starts going like yeah you
0: just feel you just it changes feel it, it can change like that and it could be any type of music you could be ready to get into bed and it could be yeah. I listen to sleep meditation or I listen to the ocean waves still music still great still helping my situation
1: yeah well I just wanted to to de- Delve a little deeper into this because there was um, again a study done by I think it was on Psychology Today where they looked at the neuroscience of music mindset and motivation. And the study this will be this is really interesting. This so they did this study and they had two different groups of people and they were separated up and they were shown and they had you know like a big for example the yellow emoji of a smiley face. Yeah, so pictures. They had a yellow picture of a smiley face and a, a, an unhappy one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the two different groups were show, held up and shown the the the, um, the photo. I think it's like a photo, like a big poster. This is this is me really simplifying the experiment. By the way, they were held up and asked what was on it. Yeah, yeah. So the normal group was like, yeah, okay, that's a smiley face. They went listen to music. By the way, so they had a group listen to music, a group not listen to music. They were held up, showed the smiley face. Yep, yeah, that's a smiley face. They were showing the upside down face. Yep, yeah, that's a that's, that's an unhappy face. face. They did the same thing to the other group um, and but then showed them the unhappy face but listening to like really positive, happy music and they said, yeah, it's a smiley face. Really? Yeah, because they didn't identify that it was unhappy because the music was, was changing their perception of how they felt.
0: Wow, strong, powerful. So
1: that just shows how powerful music can be into changing- That's a great study. Changing your perception of the world and the way that you see things. That's how much it can change your perception.
0: Yeah. I agree with that massively, and I think music is a. Every, and also, what's so great about music is you don't need to like the same music as someone else. Well, I'm getting onto this. I listened to Moana when oh, I'm that. training. Remember when we were away?
1: I, I well wow, actually, I just completely forgot. what. I, remember sometimes when I said to you because I used to drive back and forth from Manchester to Liverpool quite a lot when we were we were in between, and the one thing that I did all the time when I was stressed or anxious was listen to the Disney playlist. Yeah, you did. Changed my game, changed yeah. my life, changed the game. I was like, this is brilliant. So you finding something that can change the way for you. It's the same with training, if you are looking to do stuff at home. When I'm home training, I've put, now put this playlist together called Getting Mazzy.
0: It's like a hardcore It's not too hardcore. Cool. It's not
1: hardcore to, to the point where it's like, I'm in a mosh pit. It's hardcore to the point of like, right, I'm ready to tear the back end. I'm ready to bury myself in this workout. So if you want to look at that, it's on Spotify. It's called Getting Mazzy. Um, by and we've ben, also got, by ben time and we've got time to lift. I've got time to lift. which, a is, bit, the which is a bit softer playlist. Yeah,
0: softer. It is it's, a bit softer. No, it's absolutely fantastic. The only soft bit is "You're Welcome" bye Yeah, I don't Ray get Jensen. me wrong. The
1: playlist gets me up for training, but getting mazy, I could bury my head for a wall Like nothing could stop me. So I, mean? I
0: experiment with your playlist and so then see how mazy I get. Yeah. It's experiment just, it's music that's like just fly, just no it's not it's like, <laughs> it's it's like honestly all Netflix i hear
1: like that's great um but again that's that, it's really good <laughs> that you so mentioned that because that not example. everyone's choice of musical will in the same response mm. Pe- like some people put music on you are like oh get that shit off yeah. Do you know what i mean everyone's perception of music can be different and our emotional response to music is very individual so That's why it's just important to notice that what is motivating for some isn't motivating for others. And it's okay. It's it's okay. And it's important to find out what works for you because it's really powerful. Because again, it changes your perception of how you are viewing something, but also how you feel. So that's why it's really important for me. Like when I'm about to go in the gym, I'll get my my pre-out or my creatine out, take my supplements, I'll have my clothes on the bed ready to go, put something on that makes me feel good and then bang, playlist on.
0: I'm so hyped to train in about 15 minutes. You will
1: be when you put that playlist on.
0: I mean, I will let you all know next week how I how I dealt with the hardcore metal um, <laughs> playlist. Over it's not Moana. metal playlist. Well,
1: I You mean, are, you, you're massively kind of tarnishing the brand I mean, of my Getting Mazzy Spotify playlist now.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'll let you guys know anyway, but did you want to touch on the competition?
1: Yes. So just to, to the round the podcast up, um, we mentioned on last week about a competition that we're going to be running for the podcast. Just as we start to run into the BBC Podcast Awards Month that we got nominated for last month, we'll probably tell you more of that when the nominations are open because it would mean hell of a lot to us if you could submit a vote. But we're going to be running a competition over February for anyone who has left a review on the podcast and again i will allow, allow lucy to give you a bit more information on how you can submit a review first because i know it's not always the easiest thing in the world
0: yeah so to submit a review all you do is go on to apple podcasts and you can't just actually click on the not so fit couple because i know you all subscribed so you can't just click on it. you actually have to go in to the search bar type in the not so fit couple podcast click on it scroll down and it'll give you the option to choose a star five star and then, five five star. Star. and then that's where you can leave a review also. I mean, my mum's tried it a few times and has just <laughs> left her name. She's just written Deb <clears throat> Davis about five times. Um, but did you want me to go over the prize?
1: Yeah, so we're going to run this competition basically to be in with a chance of winning the prize. You need to have left a review by the end of February because that's when we're going to be picking the winner. And we're going to announce it on the podcast and then on the uh, at My Coach School Instagram page. So if you're not following that, make sure you're following that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what you're going to win is a year's free VIP membership on the My Coach School, Ooh. and then also you'll be one of the first people to have access to the My Coach School <sighs> app, and it'll also be free to you. You're then going to receive a USN nutrition bundle, a Gymshark voucher. A MCS booty loop bundle, so that is the bands, a don't be addict yourself t shirt, and then the unreleased MCS gym shark, gym shark, Um, MCS gym bottles. So there's a lot going on there. Super excited. And as Ben said, all you've got to do is leave a review, let us know what you think about the podcast. If you also want to leave your Instagram name when you write the review as well, you can do, but I assume you will follow the school on Instagram anyway. So that's amazing, and yeah, we're super excited to pick a winner. Yeah, that's
1: an important note. By the way, when you leave a review, um, obviously just leave your name on it so that you are...
0: Yeah, don't put yourself as anonymous. Yeah,
1: so that we can, we can get in contact with you. If you want to leave your Instagram name on it or, or anything like that, then please feel free to do so as well. In regards to the competition, we're going to be putting it all over socials as well anyway, so you'll be able to see it and see when it's ending and who we picked as the review winner. So please make sure to get that in before the end of Feb. Of course, as always, please make sure that you are sharing the stories, even if you want to share your review, what you put up, just so we see it yeah. and tag us in it, then that'd be great as well. We'll probably see more more of those. And we always do get back to people who are sharing the podcast and liking the podcast and telling other people about it. So that's just another way for us to kind of see you shouting about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as we mentioned at the start, we are going to be doing a five-day free event, which is a virtual event. Absolutely anyone in the world can get involved. They're always super, super exciting. I love doing the events. And it is all about motivation. So we're going to dive. We're going to dive so deep and you're going to feel freaking incredible after those five days. So that starts on the 22nd of Feb. However, we are going to leave a link below in the description where you can join the waiting list and get yourself involved.
1: Yeah, the the waiting list is going to be... Should be live by um f- a couple of days after this podcast yeah. goes live. So I'll, I'll at some point I'll put the link in the description box for you to click and join the waiting list for it because we are going to have a, a large waiting list for this one. Um, and you'll be able to see it on socials on I might micro school right. on my Instagram page, Lucy's Instagram page. We put everywhere just um so you don't miss it anyway
0: yeah definitely so have a great day or evening wherever you are in the world guys and we'll catch you in next week's episode and
1: always remember don't be addicted to yourself
0: <laughs> bye
1: bye guys